what's going on? Welcome to the Riverdale Reasonableness <laughs> Podcast. We are coming to you uh, for a one-time special. I don't know, maybe more. We'll see how yeah. this one's received. Um, Riverdale is back after a long mid-season break. Uh, it comes back Wednesday, January the 17th. Uh, Eric and I sometimes on Raptors Reasonableness will talk about Riverdale. Eric only really hate watches it. I secretly <laughs> think he actually likes it and just can't bring himself to like something that's objectively bad. Um, nonetheless, uh, we didn't want to task Eric with this, so joining me as part of her sometimes regular segment, Riverdale Reasonless, Caitlin McGrath. Caitlin, welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk Riverdale. Excited to float our theories on the Black Hood. Yeah. What do you, I'm, I don't know to what you're referring. We know who he is. <laughs> we know he's been captured and, and brought to justice. Uh, also joining us, the Riverdale power ranker himself. Uh, that news you told us before. Can I say that or is that a secret? Um, I'm I'll just sure. say Riverdale journalist. <laughs> um, you know, better than Jughead. Better than better than yeah. Betty's mom. That's that's for sure. Um, Don Luce Chisholm. Dom, how's it going, buddy? Thanks for coming. Uh, it's going great. I'm happy to uh, finally be invited. I, was, I felt a little <laughs> snubbed that Caitlin got the nod first before me, but... It's only just, like, seniority at The Athletic, and I was hired before you, so that's I how... still felt really hurt. It's just I, politics, man. Yeah. I had the power office rankings. Office politics. We don't even have an office. <laughs> I don't even work with you guys full-time. <laughs> uh, if anyone should get bumped from this, it's me. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so uh, for those of well, anyone who's listening to this is obviously very caught up with Riverdale. They're not gonna they're gonna be listening to a Riverdale's half season preview podcast and not be caught up. But as a quick recap, season two focused mainly on the Black Hood, who was this supposed vigilante with twisted motives who was killing or threatening to kill a bunch of people around Riverdale. Uh, first, we thought it was an Archie tie-in because Archie's dad was shot and Miss Grundy was taken out. Uh, then they just dropped that completely, and then it started to be about Betty instead, which makes the Miss Grundy element very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so Betty became kind of the focal point. Um, the Black Hood was you know, using Betty to communicate and trying to get Betty to either join his cause or prove why he should stop doing all of these killings. His, you know, his edict was basically that Riverdale was unclean, Riverdale was full of sinners, and everyone had to pay until they started living right. Um, The season ended with the Black Hood being revealed as Mr. Svensson, the janitor who you may not have even recognized because he was in like three scenes the entire series so far, Uh, and he was shot and killed before anyone could talk to him. Um, Obviously, the big thing we have to talk about here, and I I put out a call for questions, and every question was basically the same, we may as well just start there. There's no way Mr. Spencer was the Black Hood, right? No. No. <laughs> of course not. So, okay, we have that. So there, there you go. Season, season two, the mid-season finale ended on a very obvious... I don't know if it's a red herring if you just come out and say that he's the killer, but, you know, it's pretty clear that the second half of this season is going to be about who the killer actually is. So before we get into that, I guess I, we should, I should ask, Dom, what makes you sure that Mr. Spencer is not the killer? It was just so weird how they insert him into the show as this creepy being underlying the shadows of Riverdale High, and he just shows up out of nowhere, and then just tidally goes away because he is found at this grave, or where where Archie almost died, basically, and it just... It didn't make any sense given 
I guess, how strong the twists were in the first season. How they just brought in this new character for no reason that, like, it just it just felt cheap. Yeah, absolutely. They were just like, here's the guy. Have either of you guys seen Three Billboards? Yes. No. That I have was, no interest. Okay, so I won't go deep into it, but <laughs> that was one of my issues with part of Three Billboards, was that this one character just gets, like, dumped in out of nowhere, um, basically to play the same kind of red herring role that Mr. Svensson is playing. Right. Um, you mentioned the graveyard. Yeah. We have to... If we were power ranking every good scene that Archie... Or every good thing Archie's done over the season mm-hmm. and a half of the show, mm-hmm. um, that would have to be number one. It might be the only thing on the power rankings, right? Number one? Ah, that... The season finale, he basically shaves, saves Cheryl's life by punching the ice. That has to be... He always has big moments in finale mm-hmm. slash mid-season finale. He is, he is the hero of yeah. the show. But he got buried alive! That's gotta be number one. It's like, that's like the, uh, the Undertaker shit. He's, like, been, he's been through some shit. Yeah. It's a close call between, like Dom said, the Cheryl saving scenario and this one. Because mm-hmm. I guess it's the the moment where Archie is selfless. Where in a lot of the show, he's actually very selfish, right? He's right. always referring to himself. And it's always about him and his music, obviously. Yes. Um, and then they his give... Music. <laughs> and then they give him these moments where he's actually very selfless and he does a great a good thing for another person um and then you get to see that more caring nurturing side of archie can i just answer the question that you asked dom (laughs) my issues with it were more like tangible in that one i don't know if he has the ability to cut off his own finger because i feel like he didn't seem like the type of guy that would be able to withstand that kind of pain to do it himself. So that was one thing. And also... his family get murdered. He can withstand pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. But to cut your own finger off, that's, you know, that's... I don't know. You have to be pretty strong. He had a great purpose. Also, did the green eyes thing. I think yeah. they paid way too much attention to that all throughout the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. And it was the only thing that Archie kept going on and on and on about that. You can't tell me that that has nothing to do with it. So it's weird that Archie didn't bring that up, right? Yeah. Well, he, he brought it up the previous episode, but right. But at the end though, when he gets, when the black hood gets killed, he said like, I guess I was wrong or something. Mm-hmm. So he's, I guess he's like, it's a callback to the fact that when he, I, when he looked into um, Mr. Fenton's face earlier, he said, oh, he doesn't have green eyes, never mind. And then I guess it was like a callback in the last episode when he was just saying, I was wrong. I guess he was, you're supposed to think like he was wrong about the eyes and the identifying fa- like. But he had a twinkle in his eye when he said it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mr. Fenton was not the black coat, obviously. This is, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of just like, logical like oh we watch tv regularly they're not going to reveal the big season two killer and tidy up that storyline in the middle of the season yeah there's a lot of like just logic to it but obviously also storyline holes the big one being that like there's no there was no connection established between mr svensson and betty so this is kind of like after the first two episodes of the season everything with the black hood revolved around betty and the stupid ringtone and um so it, it was weird to then have a character with no connection to Betty at all. Um, obviously, Betty is going to play a big part in whoever the Black Hood yeah. eventually is. Yeah. Um, you guys have some theories. We should probably... I want I wanted to end the episode on Black yes. Hood theories, but it's also like the 100% of what people asked about was yeah. about our Black Hood Might as well start with Black Hood, yeah. and then we'll go out and talk Yeah, about we'll get to stuff. some of the ancillary yeah. stuff after. So, Caitlin, 
You have a very specific <laughs> Black Hood theory. Uh, I like it. I think it might be a little tough to get to, but yeah. hit us with it. My theory is way too HBO, not CW. Okay. So that's why I don't think it'll work. And there's way too many holes in my theory now. But I said it earlier, and it's basically that Betty has had a psychotic breakdown, and she is the Black Hood herself, but she's doing these horrible acts in a state of mind that she can't remember when she comes to and becomes regular Betty again. And it's kind of a callback to Dark Betty, which I don't really feel like got a resolution in the first season. Um, it She's sort of hinted at other aspects of being Dark Betty again, but it's never really come full circle or got a full explanation as to why that other side of her exists or, or where that came from necessarily and we've never seen it fully come back so that's where i got the idea from but um so basically the, the whole thing and i've said it before and spoiler alert if you haven't seen fight club but the ending would be kind of like fight club and you realize that there wasn't another person all along it was just the same person and it was like their mind kind of they were like oh, they were like talking to themselves and doing these things and not remembering um so that's a theory, but as I said, it won't work because A, it's way too complicated for Riverdale. Um, it's it's not really in the realm of the Riverdale world to be able to pull this off. <laughs> and also, there's just too many holes in the theory now because Archie's now be so interwe- interwoven in the story of... editor over here. <laughs> I've had to edit myself. <laughs> um yeah, so Archie's such a part of that now um, that I don't think it could. I don't think that it could be Betty doing it. And also, they were like in the scene together. Well, I guess maybe if we're saying that that I don't know. Wait, so when she hits the guy with a shovel, was mm-hmm. that Svensson? Yeah, she hit Svensson with a shovel. Okay, so I guess that theory still could live because it wasn't actually. Well, bad. here's here's the thing is. If your theory holds, and this, again, this is probably getting too layered, but if your theory holds and Betty is uh, the Black Hood, she would then have also been the person controlling Svensson. Yeah, she would have been manipulating him. So, when Svensson comes, she's then at risk of him blowing her scene up (laughs) and reacting to the fact that it's her. Yeah. So, by taking him out, you know, she's protecting her own identity as a Black Hood. Then you get into a weird thing of, like... Is one personality aware of the other one, or like did <laughs> yeah. she switch it? That's out? what I mean. There are some, there's some wrinkles we'd have to iron out here. And like Betty sent herself Svensson's severed finger to right. her. Like that is like next level. So as I say, probably not a good theory anymore. But, but with the not remembering stuff, like it was they established already too when she went dark in the hot tub that like she wasn't herself. She zoned out. They had to like shake her out of it. She didn't like mm-hmm. immediately remember it. So. I mean, they have established that element of her personality, at least. Yeah, I mean, that's why I I think my theory was just born out of the idea that I was always looking for a resolution to that earlier Dark Betty storyline, and I never felt like I got it, and so this was just me making one up for myself. (laughs) Do you watch Mr. Robot? No. You you are sounding a lot like most of the plot lines of Mr. Robot, where it's it's multiple personality disorder. All right, so... Yeah, I guess I... So it, he could, that show can pull it off a bit at Riverdale. Yes. they can't. But that's probably, like, that's what I mean, like, when I say, like, HBO love mm-hmm. type shows and, like, and shows, like, I, I, I think Mr. Robot is, like, AMC or something or some kind USA. of... USA. USA? Yeah. Okay, whatever. But it's... Prestige television. Which Riverdale, <laughs> love it, 
but it's not yeah, not that. quite. It's like teen teen prestige. <laughs> but this is the thing the the other Riverdale podcasts out there right now are probably just like ranking the sexiness and stuff. Like <laughs> they're not in it for this kind of storytelling. So we have to we have to also have to recognize who the show is being written for. And yeah. It's, it's probably not uh, a 31-year-old man and however old you two are. Maybe, maybe you, Dom. You're on the young end. 25. 25. I feel like that's in the Riverdale wheelhouse. Is it? I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Most of my friends watch it. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, most of my friends hate watch it. But, um, we're, on okay. the, we're on the border. Yeah. Dom, uh, do you have a theory? You're, you're like the foremost Riverdale expert. You have to have a good theory. Honestly, like, I just didn't even really think about... The Black Hood not being revealed until today. Like, I just watched the mid-season finale, and it was just like, well, they got him. Let's move on to these kids all having sex with each other, I guess. <laughs> oh. Wait, so even though you don't think that the Black Hood is who they said it was, mm-hmm. you still... I just, you're just, like, waiting for a resolution to happen just, just down just the road? Yeah, kind of. Like, it just sort of, like, went, like, over my head. Like, they just... Like, it was the weird way that they did it, and it didn't make sense that that was actually him, but um, for most of the season, I thought it was Betty's dad, which Caitlin hated before we started recording. <laughs> no, um, I don't think I hated it, I just... By the way, can I just point out that Dom is in a black hood right now? Well... Like, maybe the reason he doesn't want to point <laughs> fingers here? Yeah. Yeah, there, there it is. For those of you watching this podcast instead of listening, <laughs> Dom's hood is now up. Okay, so you thought it was Betty's dad. Yeah. Um, my, I, as I said off air, my issue with that is that, that you then have back to back seasons where the killer is a dad, which this, is this doesn't feel like a very creative show. I feel like, or or it's so creative that no one is expecting back to back dads. Right. So we and did the dad last time. What's the last thing people would expect? Another dad. dad Just again. hit him with daddy issues. This See, show is about daddy issues. It is. It's true. And sexy dads. Yes. Yeah. FP Jones, innocent, free FP Jones. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's you, what I want to be the focus of, of, season, <laughs> of the back half of season two. It's just like guys. clearing, no, just clearing F.P. Jones's name. Mm-hmm. This is their knees. The first part of the season had not enough F.P. Jones, and he's I would argue one of the best characters. All of the series so far yeah. has not had enough F.P. Jones. I feel like the back half of season one had like just the right amount. Lady wanting more. FP. Yeah, you could have gone. You could have gone higher. Um, okay, so Betty's dad. What's the what's the background on that theory? Um. I just hate him so much. He's just such a scumbag. The way he has manipulated his family, the green eyes, the whole rivalry with the the blossoms. Um, he definitely seems sneaky evil. He doesn't seem like a good dude. He does not seem like a good dude. Um, he, he has had like a previous issue with like sinners. Have, mm-hmm. I have air quotes. Um, just because of the whole history of Polly, right? She yeah. got pregnant and, um, you know, they sent her away. So he doesn't have like a ba- great history with. Mm-hmm. It was also the, the library book thing where the Black Hood knew what book Betty took out when she was like seven or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah. It was just so weird. And like, who would know that the librarian, her parents, <laughs> certainly not the high school janitor. Yeah. They could have, wait, they could, like, look in the library records and see, like, what she was taking out when she was that age, but... How far are the library, like, <laughs> are there paper records? Isn't it just, like, a little 
piece of paper that you write your name in and slide in the back of well, the book? Isn't like, that all it is in elementary school? I don't know when like Riverdale switched over to like computer tracking of library books, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know how far their history would go back. Yeah, this is a tough one. So the one thing in favor of Betty's dad for me is that have either of you guys ever seen Dead Man on Campus? No. no. Terrific movie. You should watch it. Very good, like undergrad stoner comedy. Um, Showing your age. But uh, <laughs> pardon? Showing your age. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, Mark Paul Gossler is what? isn't it? Like when he's so it's right when he's on the fringe of going from like that post Zach. I'm still Zach Morris. Okay. Bump, but he. It's, I think it's the first time he's in something with brown hair. Oh, Instead okay. of blonde hair, so he's like just at the very end of that residual Zach Morris popularity. So it's and like post college years. Yeah, and then he like disappears for like a decade yeah. before he's in anything again. Um, but Betty's dad is in that, and in that he's a psychopath. So the the story of that movie is they're trying to find a roommate who will kill themselves because then you get straight A's for the entire semester. Oh. Very insensitive, uh, <laughs> especially in the current um, mental health climate. Yeah. But. Her dad is one of the candidates because he's a total psychopath. Um, so now I can kind of... Obviously, it's not the same character. It's just the same actor. I realize that. Yeah. But I could totally picture like that character having just like had all that taken out of him because he had a family and stuff. And now it's all just like repressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I could see him pulling that off. Like I could see the actor. He hasn't been good in the show so far. But I could see him pulling it off. There's the, the Dom bringing up the library book thing, something I didn't consider, but that's a good point because that would mean that we obviously know the killer has something to do with Betty, mm-hmm. but that would mean they have to have a pretty thorough understanding of Betty's life and history and like and childhood. Yeah, with the number of things they've set up for us, like unless they're going to just drop or ignore some of these hints that they've shown, you know, like it's it's either someone immediately in Betty's life or they're going to drop some of this stuff. Yeah. Like, it's basically like Betty's parents and Archie are the only ones who could know all this stuff. Or, segue into or, your theory. Or, yeah, my theory. Although I don't know how he would know the library book. Thing, I don't know. But he's been following her yeah. all his life. So Betty's brother is my theory. So for those who haven't caught it or forgot, uh, Betty's parents gave up her twin brother. No, her twin, twin, no. Oh, it was older, oh, no. I think. Okay. Yeah. The um, firstborn. Right, that's what it was. So they, yeah. gave up, they gave up a baby that they had... Um, it hasn't been a part of their lives. We know that that role has been cast and exists, and that character exists in the universe, um, and is probably coming back in at some point. So, what better way to come back in than you know this guy who is knows that that's his family somehow, um, and is sitting from afar trying to connect with his sister, or I don't know. I don't know what the exact motivation would be, but Betty's brother's sitting out there, not doing anything, and no one else makes sense. This is just kind of process of elimination. What characters? That we can't rule out, really. So don't rule out they may introduce a second janitor. <laughs> That's true. Well, there already was a substitute janitor. That's how they figured out that Mr. Svensson wasn't there. So third janitor. <laughs> yeah. Or Mr. Svensson has a family, and now there's a second Black Hood out to get revenge for mm-hmm. Mr. Svensson. Yeah. I don't know. This could go a lot of different ways that don't make a lot of sense, but I think we're all in agreement that it's someone very, very close to Betty, if not Betty herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess, so my question for you is, do you think that they immediately jump right back into this, or do they just, like, leave it for maybe an episode, or until the very end of this episode, and then they're like, oh, shit, by the way? Well, the one thing that they ended the last episode with, which I couldn't quite decide whether it had something to do with um, Black Hood or if it was, like, a new mystery, was when they're... (laughs) is shown someone taking a photograph mm-hmm. of Archie and Veronica yeah. um, when they 
um, makeup. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that's like a new mystery or if that's Black Hood. If it is Black Hood, like I feel like they're probably are just going to like jump back into it. There might be like a brief like first half of the returning episode might be like Riverdale's peaceful again and like and it, everything will seem great and mm-hmm. then you know someone is gonna show up dead one night and then that's how it's gonna like drop that like they didn't get the right guy mm-hmm. something like that I see happening but I think they'll give like they'll give it like a first half um oh Riverdale's fine and like you know the teens are fine this is what well, what else we have to talk about is are the teens fine because all of this drama is going to settle down mm-hmm. but what we have bubbling underneath is a little bit of you know this love i guess it's a pentagon if you include tony topaz i feel like she said she was into girls more and she's she out of the picture that, yeah yeah i mean she could still come back yeah, I'm not saying she's not people are fluid. she can, yeah it's, like she can be mm-hmm. part of it but i want yeah. i just wondered if they only gave that like a one episode arc and then she was kind of like jughead never mind i'm not that into you bughead forever um they had they have the serpents joining the high school. That's what they tease in the trailer. So yeah. I feel like that's what they're gonna focus on to start, just that dynamic, and then they'll probably get back into the black hood thing. Maybe not in the first episode, but maybe when it's out of people's minds a bit. Yeah. What we need to focus on is what uh, what is Archie doing in his love life? Yeah. Because there um, were some Betty Sparks brought back up. Archie suddenly realized that Betty's hot. And then the Veronica stuff's still out there. Dom, take us through this, man. Sort this out. Absolutely not. I. You got nothing? Absolutely not to Betty and Archie. We all know what's going to happen, and it's going to suck. It's going to suck. We all know it. Um, we all know she wants it deep down. We all know he had to realize he wants it deep down, but no one wants it. No one wants Betty and Archie to be together. If someone is out there listening, and they're like, oh, they'd be so cute, I want you to... Message me somehow so I can know to ignore your opinions forever. Okay. <laughs> Message me so I can ignore you. Yeah. Good. Just I, for the future. I, have, I don't have a strong preference on um, Betty and Archie not happening. I'm not, I don't, I'm not in Dom's camp where I'm like totally, totally against it. I will only say that I am happy about the fact that I think we're going to get the, um, like the teenage love triangle trope that needs to exist in a teen drama to make it a teen drama and I was a little bit disappointed um, for the first half and first season and a half of Riverdale that there wasn't much of that they just everyone paired off too cleanly yeah everything was too clean and you knew that there was like underlying feelings um, for people that weren't their significant other Mm -hmm. but they didn't explore them enough and I just think when you look back at like a lot of like what pick whatever teen show you want like a one tree hill or a dawson's creek the oc they all had like um triangles and and various shapes squares and pentagons or anything um and i think that that is something i'm looking forward to just to see how they how they work it out and and sort of even just what dom was saying it's almost entertaining when they're is a couple that you don't want because it makes you really root for one root for another one getting back together and it almost makes that couple in the audience's eyes like stronger i think that's what happens sometimes with these shows i personally hate love triangles when they're in shows because it's just so weird especially in a group of four that's so tightly knit it would just feel almost incestuous if they started changing their pairs right 
Um, like Betty going to Archie despite Jughead being Archie's best friend, Veronica being Betty's best friend. It's just yeah. such a weird dynamic that like it's just toxic. Yeah. It's unhealthy. It wouldn't make sense in a in the real in world. this like in other like sometimes other shows can pull it off because mm-hmm. like, as you say like the friendships aren't as close. But what they do like. Um, not to reference, this is a pretty old show, but maybe people around my age, like Dawson's Creek did this, and they were also a really close-knit group, mm-hmm. and what happened is that there was a complete rift between the two male characters that were best friends. So if you if Riverdale was to put Betty in the middle of Archie and Jughead, the result of that would most likely be they would not be friends. And we've already seen like bits of that, they've already planted that seed already, and we've seen that... Archie and Jughead's relationship has been able to deteriorate pretty quickly over Betty, so they yeah. might just do it. And it's interesting that Jughead's in that spot because in the comic books, not that they're following canon or anything, <laughs> it's like Jughead is the innocent, like non-sexual He's friend on the, the side. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's Reggie who is like objectively unlikable. So when Archie's playing off of. Reggie, and when the girls are playing Archie off of Reggie, it's easy. I, th- I think it's easier to root for Archie or root for one of the couples to come out because you don't really like that other guy. But Jughead's too like Jughead is the the heart of the show now. He's like the moral center. Yeah. Um. So it's weird that he not weird, but it, it would be tougher because he's the victim of any such like, like I assume he's not going to switch over to Veronica. Like that's not. It's a weird. It, it no, so it wouldn't. Weird. It would never be a scenario where he switches over to Veronica. It would just be a scenario where he like chooses the serpents over any kind of relationship that he had with his old friends or old flame. Right. So, so the Dawson's Creek example, I feel like that one worked a little better because Pacey was kind of the moral center of that show. Like Pacey was the the good one. So when he did it, you know, he started to show these shades of gray and this, these flaws where if Dawson had done it, done it, it would just be like, okay, well, Dawson's a dick. Yeah. And I feel like that's what you do with Archie. Hey, Paul. Hey. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Paul, are you caught up on Riverdale? <laughs> We're doing a Riverdale podcast We're here. We're podcast. Are you? Yeah. Are you doing it right now? Yeah. It's yeah. recording, man. You're, You're on, on it. it. You're on the air. You're yeah. on live. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Paul, Betty or uh, Veronica, man? Let's go. Uh, I'm a big, big Veronica fan. All right. I like Betty. them both. It's it's, it's hard to choose. <laughs> What'd you say, Don? Team Betty. Team Betty? Team Betty. Yeah. Nice. I think... Oh, I've never Where thought of that question. Where are you going? You've never... This is like the f- central question of, of Archie. Of the canon. I think yeah. that I... But I, do I have to choose Betty or Veronica, or can I just choose one of the four main characters? Cause no, I'm you gotta... Team, well, oh, yeah, you're a... Team Jughead. No, we're, we're gonna do the guys after. You gotta yeah. do Betty versus Veronica first. <laughs> yeah. Because it was always... You know, with the comic books, it was always, who do you want Archie to end up with, Betty or uh, Veronica? But now, I feel like, like, I don't want Archie to be happy at all. So, <laughs> I don't want him to end up with either of those. Like, if he ends up with Cheryl Blossom and they just have this, like, crazy, like, burn it down thing, perfect. That sounds incredible. That's, yeah. yeah. Cheryl, think- near the end of the, like, going to the mid-season, got terrible. Like, the whole obsession with uh, Josie yeah. and just the whole stalker vibe, she, like... Like, she's going crazy. Crazier than usual. That's a high bar. Well, high and the bar. thing is, she's going to play a big role because she... Well, she always has a big role. But, I mean, in the topic that we're talking about, the love triangle thing, is she saw Archie kiss Betty. So, mm-hmm. you know that she's going to use that somehow to create oh, drama. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, yeah, she's an interesting, like, kind of wild card in anything. Because I feel like you could... They could just throw Cheryl into anything... And it wouldn't really need an explanation because it's just like, oh, that yeah, Cheryl's gonna mess some <laughs> mess some stuff up. 
I think they've made her character so mm, almost unhinged in a way that she can really do anything at any moment and it doesn't really surprise you. Right. And she, like, at certain types, she can seem like a really great friend, a caring person, and then all, and then all of a sudden she can seem like she just goes off the rails and is doing a lot of things that you wouldn't think a person would do. Yeah. Well, that's the, the she's, I mean, we're going to get into your power rankings, but has she consistently been pretty high? She's a wild card. Yeah, she could be anywhere, yeah. right? Because um, I actually hated her when the show first started, yeah. and I changed my mind because I realized she was an agent of chaos, and it was necessary for her to be what she was. Also, they dropped her every episode she was doing, they had like an incredible close-up on her where like you could see the cover girl label on the makeup she was putting on it happened every episode it was driving me nuts once they dropped that you know it wasn't so much the character development as like stop shoving the product right in my face uh it was literally halfway through last season all the way to i think the last four or five episodes of the show was definitely like a top five character like top three sometimes and then just she went completely off the rails and it's just hard to justify what she's doing right now, even if she is this character that's supposed to be crazy. I feel like it's just a little, it's a little much. Maybe. Yeah. But like you said, Agent of Chaos, where yeah. like any episode, like, this is the wonderful thing about having a character like that is like any episode where they just need a B plot mm-hmm. to like, while Black Hood stuff is happening in the background, it's like, yeah, Seth Cheryl do some stuff. <laughs> and like, it's never going to be out of character. And like, she, we've already established that she will jump from guy to girl mm-hmm. will it, like without much impetus for, for her jumping around and like her and Archie have had like a minor thing yeah. at one point and she has a she tends to have a personality where she just has like a crush on somebody for like one episode or like Who among us? <laughs> yeah. Is that I is that the Josie thing? Was it the Josie thing that she was I sort of forget, but she's getting overly attached to Josie. Yeah. Is there like and giving her creepy massages in the locker room. Yeah. Okay. Well, every teen show now needs like a lesbian slash bisexual character slub plot, so mm-hmm. that could happen. As long as they don't kill Cheryl when as soon as she becomes bisexual, because that's a thing that the CW likes to do sometimes. Really? Uh, CW? Yeah, it's a trope where oh, um, they have a gay or lesbian character and they die. What? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched The Hundred. No. But uh, they, I think in like the second season, um, like the two female leaders of each pack, turns out they were super into each other. And then like halfway through season three, like they became like this big show for like... Spoilers. You're not going to watch it. You shouldn't watch it. Other people might watch it. Well, it's an old show at this point. It's a pretty old show. I think it's on like season five or something. And um, the two girls finally get together. Everything's good. And they kill one of them. Good. Because that's what they do. Of course. So it's a trope, and I hope that they don't do that. I, like, when when they had the, the Kevin episode, and... Oh, yeah. And he was, like, running through the woods, and, like, they better not kill Kevin. <laughs> I think Kevin... Shout out to Kevin. He needs more mm-hmm. storylines and, like, also, more screen time. Shout yeah. out to his dad. Yeah. That guy hides that gym bulk really well. Oh, he's, yeah. He's the, sneaky hot. No yeah, one? the gratuitous, topless <laughs> sheriff in the basement scene was, uh... That's something else. He's, he's a hot dad contender. He's a black horse hot dad. That's yeah. why uh, That's why the mayor spotted him out mm-hmm. and uh, 
Yeah, that was a weird plot line as well. But that, that and the mayor's Josie's dad, uh, Josie's mom, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. some conflict of interest there. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot going on. Here. I, did that happen at the second last episode or the last episode? I can't. Remember. I know it was near the end, but it was something that I think it was the second last episode because they thought he was the Black Hood, right? Oh yes, okay. Mm-hmm. And then when they followed him as right. the lead for yeah. the Black Hood, right? So it was that second last episode I think so. where the same episode where we saw him bulking up. Yes. Yeah. So Get, that'll come that back. swollen. That'll somehow come back and bite one of them. Yeah. Or both of them. Or both of them. Or the whole town. Yeah. And yeah, because that was the thing, right? The sheriff had green eyes too. Mm-hmm. Is that why we were all on the sheriff as the... Yeah. Yeah. And also because the Black Hood killed someone while he was in jail. Right. And someone had to have access to that. Yeah. What about... Kevin can't be the Black Hood. Kevin's right? not the Black Hood. No. Okay. No. The Black Hood didn't kill anyone important. Yeah. You, you feel like they killed Yeah, because even, even Moose survived, right? Yeah. And he's so... Moose is so minor, too. Like, yeah. at least kill Moose. I feel like they need him in case they want to go back to the football team mm-hmm. as a story device. Like, at some point, Reggie has to get more in the mix here, right? Yeah. Are they just going to... Are we going to cast the third Reggie in season three and just, like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They've used Reggie a fair amount this season. I thought Reggie is a, a standout character for the season. Yeah. Because I mean, it's, he's, he's disgusting and drugs, I love yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like Reggie's got to play more of a factor. He was part of Archie's, like, circle gang. The Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that called again? The Red. The Red Circle. Yeah, yeah. the Red Circle. That was a weird point in Archie's life. Yeah. <laughs> They're all weird points in Archie's life. <laughs> so much has happened to this group team. of teenagers. Can we also, like, try and figure out the timeline because one of my one of my main points of the show is I want to see evidence that Polly one day has her child. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure she's been pregnant for like a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. She's been carrying this baby. But when you when you think back, this may have all been still happening in like one school year. Like we may only it's the show started at the very beginning of the school year. Mm-hmm. We've seen very few football games. We haven't had a prom. <laughs> There was, there's been like six homecomings, I think. Right. But there, we haven't had a prom, which is the end of... The school year. Yeah. We haven't we, had like exams. We haven't we, had, it, like it clearly hasn't been on summer break. No. and But there's been like winter. Right. It was Christmas. Yeah. So we, we know we've got to be... So in, all this happened in one semester, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's a crazy semester. It's a wild semester. Even this, like... Where did they find time to play like Madden in NHL? So that's how I track my semesters. I was like, yeah, killed three seasons in NHL this semester. Yeah, the timeline on the show is so slow because it's not the typical season equals school year. Right. It's like one season equals one semester or like part of a semester. Well, it's tough too because the first season was only, I think, 13 episodes Mm -hmm. or so. And this one is now 25. So it's that's why also it feels uneven maybe. No, it's only 25. Also, in the same... Is is it not? Because we only... How many episodes did we have in the first half? 10? 10? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be 25. It's going to be around 20. Or 20 maybe, yeah. Yeah, but it's going to be a lot longer than the first season. Can I also point out that uh, for Hanukkah's dad, just like... Like, got out of jail during all this time, too. Like, he was locked up, and it looked long-term enough that they moved away from the city into this new place. And then, like, all within this semester, he's just out. Yeah, like, he he at most spent two months in jail. Yeah. Which, you know, it's Being still two, month, two but months in do we jail. Be but... rich, and then yeah. you get a, jail, get a jail-free card. Yeah. He's great, though. Speaking of. Yeah. Do we want to talk about what they're doing in the shadows? Like, they're clearly, like, buying up all of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. To do something, yeah. but I don't know if 
we have enough evidence to try to figure out what it is they're doing. The only thing I can say, yeah, the only thing I would say is I know they're up to something, <laughs> but I have no idea what it would be other than, as you said, something to do with real estate, something to do with buying up property around the town to, yeah. I don't know, like add to their wealth. I have, I have no idea, but it seems to be like, no. I like the idea that they're at one point, they're going to sell the entire town. <laughs> they're just going to own enough of it and sell it. And then everyone, it's going to be like, what? Like everyone just has to leave, get out. I, I feel like it has to be more obviously sneaky or obviously illegal. Like it would be yeah. really hard for a teen show to pull off something just like some kind of really white collar financial scam like that would be really hard to sort of explain in a teen show like what they're doing like it seems to be have to be something that is very obvious and and the drugs would be it but I feel like they've I feel like it would be so disingenuous for it to be the drugs now because like they've said so they made clear so many times that like they've chased the Hiram is behind the drugs thing and it's been a dead end so many times it'd be weird for him now to just be Behind the drug stuff. Well, we yeah. know he's a weasel, so we could. Yeah, we do know he's a weasel. His, he's weasel his way out of these accusations. Before. Yeah, but it's also something that they were willing to share with their daughter mm-hmm. because, right. Uh, so I don't think it could be something that is drugs necessarily because that would I don't know maybe it, it would cross some kind of CW line yeah. <laughs> where the parents are not allowed to involve their daughter. So maybe it, it's something very sophisticated, financial like real estate. Or or something like that. That, um, and they're definitely going to use Archie's debt, right? Like like the fact that they paid his medical bills is definitely coming back oh, up, yeah. and they're going to use that to leverage him. It's going to be doing some yeah. Shady stuff. It's going to be a scenario where like Veronica thinks they were just doing a good thing and finally being like nice parents and doing what she wanted by paying the medical bills, but in the back of their minds they had this plan all along. They were going to like leverage that somehow down the road. Okay, we should get into some of the smaller questions because we're already at like 35 minutes. So. Okay. Um, Lightning round, small questions. Lightning yes. Lightning round, okay. Uh, we talked about most of the Black Hood stuff. Oh, we, we've covered most of what we need to, what we need to cover, actually. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, what will Penny's revenge be now that she's oh, had yeah. the serpent skinned off of her? <laughs> I hope I never see her face again, to be honest. But she's probably got something really screwed up coming. I'm not sure what the whole skinning thing was such a weird like Jughead went from zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah. Like it was just like all these small children are just growing up really fast in really strange ways and apparently Jughead skins people alive now. Does Jughead get a tattoo this season? Didn't he already get one? Did he get the tattoo? He got the servant tattoo. Oh. When did he do that? It was like a wasn't stick it, and poke. Wasn't it like the serpent initiation episode, maybe? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How did I Forget that, man. I don't think they made a big yeah, show of it. I haven't got mine yet either. <laughs> what I was thinking of. Uh, it's strange to have Jughead be the sympathetic character that is narrating the show, but also have his character in the show, as Dom like alluded to, go from like one to one hundred, like go to this like very dark place that we've never seen before. Right. It. It's. I don't know. I don't know how you balance that. Like how. Also, he's narrating and he's writing all of this, so why hasn't he been like, yeah, so I, I loaded up the gang, we kidnapped this woman who's a lawyer, and yeah, we skinned her. Like, why aren't we hearing Jughead's prose about all the terrible stuff he's doing on the side? Who can really understand what Jughead is thinking at any point in time? He's just so mysterious and dark and edgy and... You love Jughead. I love Jughead. 
It's the best character on the show. I guess it makes sense that his character does get darker at some point. Like that mm-hmm. seems like a logical character arc for him. Yeah, I mean, of all the of all of them, like he's the one dealing with some yeah some pretty serious stuff. Yeah, they all has... are though. Like they're all going through some serious stuff. Yeah. Bye, Paul. See you guys. Um, yeah, like I guess we. I mean, we could do a rundown. Like Betty's parents are terrible. She's being a pawn of the Black Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica's parents are terrible. Yeah. Uh, Archie, I don't know. Someone didn't like his song one time. His dad got he's, shot. His, <laughs> he got buried alive. He's, he's a. He didn't make. He's he, of a family of divorce. He wasn't the captain of the I'm football a family team. Family of divorce. I wasn't the captain of the football <laughs> team. Come on. My music sucks too. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, Jughead's... Does he reach, like, the point of, like, no return where he just goes too dark? Yeah, I think that, that's or does on get, the table. Or does he get pulled out? No, he's gonna get pulled out because FP will do something and mm-hmm. not let... FP's definitely going back to jail at some point. It's gonna kill me. FP is there so that you basically can ensure that nothing too bad will happen to Jughead. Right. And like, FP's gonna step in at some point, yeah. maybe to do with Penny, and he's gonna do something that gets him put in jail that... Pulls Jughead out of it. Yeah. It's going to be something like that. Mm-hmm. Where he's got to do a run or... yeah. I can, al- I can almost imagine this season ending in a similar way to the first season. And that at the end... Like, With FP getting arrested <laughs> yeah. and pulled away. Um, okay, so... Will Polly ever give birth to her baby? Do we do we get the baby? <laughs> no. They somehow this- die. Wow. No, I think... Dark. Really dark, right? We've but- talked about things that CW can do. We're going to kill off a, no. an unborn baby. I the mean, baby maybe. is... No, the baby is going to be born. The baby, I feel like just based on human anatomy, the baby has to be born soon because she has been carrying it for... At least four months (laughs) and she's been showing the entire time. Yeah, she's got to be like getting there. Um, So I think you'll see Polly give birth. It's going to be like a season finale or like second last episode type thing. I feel like there'll be complications. What if the baby comes out with a black hood on? (laughs) And then the baby daddy is in the black hood all of this whole time. It was the baby the whole time. (laughs) No, I don't know. I think that if you have the baby, then you have a whole new character and a whole new set of storylines that you can just go right into for season three. So you have to have the baby. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Will the lollipop ringtone make a comeback? (laughs) Okay. Why, I, did he, why did it leave? Why did yeah? That's my question. because the Black Hood stopped calling her, right? No, no. We called it. The ring changed. On, yeah, she just like, used vibrate. Well, like I feel like she could have just done that on her own, right? It was bugging me for a little while that she well, like why wouldn't she change it? Why was it her, her ringtone in the first place? Just, that's yeah. My question is like, why did the show spend a whole episode establishing the creepy ringtone? Maybe it's gonna come back. Maybe she's gonna start hearing that ringtone or something like that. Or I think my theory is that. It got a bad rating in their like, um, what's the when you like test like audience testing oh. and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and they're probably like, "Okay, cut the ringtone," because I just feel like it was a, a spent a whole episode hearing that ringtone, and it was mm-hmm. like to establish that creepy like sinister type of. Right, so that's what I'm saying. It's going to come back at some point. I I don't know. I think I think Betty on like. Off screen, Betty got annoyed with the ringtone and just set her phone on right. right. But what if it comes back at one point and she's like, "What the heck? I changed my ringtone." Oh, like, okay. and then then we again establish that it's someone very close to Betty because they cha- they've managed to change her ringtone back. Or 
I don't know. I feel like I don't. I feel like even they wouldn't just bludgeon us with something and then drop it after an episode. I mean, they bludgeoned us with the child predator teacher for four episodes and then sent her away to wherever. That's true. And then get murdered. And then sent her away. By the way, they ran her out of town, and she went to the town literally right across the road. Where else would you go if you got ran out of town? I don't know. Probably to far away. <laughs> Out of out of like walking distance from the teen I'm being run away. The show of? like the show does have a history of spending a long time establishing something that you think is going to be important or you think is like a plot device or something that you should be paying attention to. And then as Dom said, they kind of just let it like wither away. You don't really understand why we spent so long. So that's why I wondered about the ringtone, because I thought it was a good way to establish the phone calls that she was getting and very obviously you knew when it was him it's and then coming it, back. and then it went away it's coming back. i hope it comes back okay we've got some twitter questions okay uh the leafs nation asks is travis dermot archie's cousin don um no no he's not the obsession with travis dermot right now is uh a little insane <laughs> it's a little much right it's a little much caitlin do you do, do you have a thought on travis dermot all right <laughs> Uh, this is this is a good question. Does Sabrina show up before the end of the season? So for background, Sabrina was cast for season one and was supposed to... Everyone thought she was showing up by the end of season one. Sabrina who? The teenage witch. Oh, okay. So she exists in the, in the Archie universe. Yes. She actually lives in the town Miss Grundy was sent to, which okay. is um, Greendale. Yes. Which is weirdly also the name of the school and community. So it gets... Gets confusing. Um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all so hard to follow this yes. this Riverdale show. Um, anyway, so Sabrina the Teenage Witch was cast. This was um, so at the time uh, the killer theory in season one was that so there's a string of the comic book canon where zombies happen, mm-hmm. and it happens because Sabrina tries to bring Jughead's dog back to life, uh, and then it starts like a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So there were theories that that's where the show was going. <laughs> Anyway, Sabrina was cast. We now know that Sabrina's getting her own right, yeah. show that's supposed to be... It sounds basically like Charmed, where it'll be like a grittier version of the old um, right. TJF lineup Sabrina show. Um, Much like Riverdale is a grittier version of just the comic books. Right. Uh, so, the question is, does she show up before the end of the season? It makes sense to launch the new show yeah. to uh, help introduce the character. Yeah. She does exist in the universe. Sometimes, it, to your point, if it's on the same network, which I'm assuming it is, um, that would be a great way to launch the new show right. and give a little taste to um, fans of Riverdale like oh now you can expect to like this show so yeah I think just from like a how networks work standpoint I can definitely see that happening what she would do in the show I have no idea she might just be like visiting from out of town or something I have no clue yeah I feel like it'd be weird at this point to go to a supernatural element so I'm not sure what they're gonna do with Sabrina if they're if Riverdale suddenly turns into a zombie show it'd just be <laughs> this was a season one theory this yeah. was like uh, although the next question is actually also kind of zombie adjacent. Uh, does Clifford Blossom come back as a ghost dad <laughs> I hope not there's a lot of people I don't want to see on the show yeah. and Clifford Blossom was one of them yeah so I don't think that one's gonna happen I don't think we're going to yeah. get Ghost Dad fighting the Lodges for control of the town. Um, what do we got? Okay. Uh, when do we see the return of the real Black Hood? We've covered this. Um, oh, I guess season finale or earlier, do we find out the identity of the real Black Hood? Probably. If you didn't reveal it in the mid-season finale, then you, you're you going to want to milk mm-hmm. this for the whole season. So, last they, episode. They love to milk it. Although, they did do a 
thing last season where I found the second last episode was actually more tense mm-hmm. and exciting than the very last episode. Was was the second last episode the one that, where they revealed it, or was the first yeah. one? It yeah, and the first one was the fallout, and then mm-hmm. Archie's dad gave a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and the fire, that was all part of the very last episode, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but the second last episode was when you do get the pull reveal. So they might do something similar to that. They sometimes will, like, end the season storyline, the second last episode, and then use the very last episode to, like, jump into the next season. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. leave everything tied nicely in a bow, because right. then no one will be anticipating yeah. Exactly. The so there's always like a cliff. So maybe that is like how they bring in like a Sabrina type character if they like did it the very last episode when other things have been tied up. Uh, Don, the last question came to your account, so I'll give it to you first. And I feel like it's a good one to leave off on. Uh, my question is, how did you survive with so much time in between episodes? Ugh, it was it was <laughs> tough. I'm not gonna lie. Every Wednesday or Thursday, you you excited to see the gang solve mysteries, get their Nancy Drew on, and. The holidays were just a little darker without Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin, you you managed. Oh yeah, I've been doing a lot of rewatching of The Office. Okay. So that's how I filled my Netflix time during the Riverdale-less holiday period. Yeah, it was you know it was you tough. Like? You had to spend time with family. <laughs> like I did, like Riverdale is an hour a week. It's not that hard to yeah. make up the time. But I'm not you know I'm not Dom levels of. Committed. I just like to watch it late at night and send some tweets off about how bad Archie is. This started as like a, just a fun joke thing because I was just tweeting while watching like power rankings, quote unquote, of which characters sucked that week. And then someone tweeted at me saying, if you turn this into a blog, I will read it. And then a lot of people echoed that. So I did it. And here we are now. I'm on. I'm finally on the Riverdale reasonable list. Can we interview for one second how do you what's your because you're a very analytical guy i know that (laughs) so how do you go about with your rankings is there like a formula you you use or you know how do you decide um dom gonna give reveal this i test riverdale twitter (laughs) no i'm I'm sorry i am sorry at this point but it is it is sometimes an i test thing you just gotta you gotta watch the episodes and you see who's good, who's bad. Um, who's got I, the good face? Who's got the good face? Um, I try not to get too jumpy from episode to episode. That's one thing I try to do because you can't have that recency bias take over. Like especially with a character like Archie, where they're constantly shitty. Mm-hmm. They need to earn their place up the see. rankings. Right. So they can't. They got to move slowly up, and they got to build my trust. So but I, I will. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so it's hard for someone to jump from, like, last to first. Well, yeah, because last is reserved for uh, Cheryl's mom, <laughs> who sucks. Yeah. I, I was just going to, you know, call you out, because in your last power rankings, after the last episode, Betty Cooper, up five spots at number one. That's mm-hmm. a big jump. It is a big jump, but it was earned, because she hit the Black Hood, quote-unquote, with a shovel. She hit great. some guy with a shovel. I don't know if she hit the Black Hood with a shovel. Honestly, she hit a high school janitor. You do have a point because she didn't even knock him out. Like, that guy just got up right away after getting hit square in the face with a shovel. There had to be some suspension of disbelief there because he he should be down for the count. Also, RIP to him if he truly didn't. He tried to bury Archie alive. No RIP for him. No, but he he was getting controlled. I'm sure he was told, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. 
Okay, so we'll, we'll end on your power rankings. I've got them in front of me. Your power rankings from the last episode. Number one, Betty. Number two, Veronica. Uh, three, Archie. Much too high. Uh, <laughs> he got buried alive! Four, Jughead. Five, Alice Cooper, which is... That, that feels right. Uh, six, F.P. Jones. Much too low. Seven, Cheryl. You explain she's all over the place. Uh, then rounding out the top ten, Fred Andrews, Hot Sheriff Keller, and Josie. Do you feel differently about that top ten with some time between? Some time. Um, I feel, I feel like it was tough to rank the core four this week because they all did good things and they all did strange things. Like Jughead, I had him at four because I, I couldn't understand the character development of him skinning someone alive, <laughs> and just the whole going really dark. Uh, Archie. Felt bad they got buried alive. Um, I actually watched that episode with my best friend. I usually watch it alone. And so she had some input into the rankings. Okay, so now, now there's a committee of sorts. There, there is a committee. Okay. <laughs> Just be Dom's friend. Yeah. Just watch Riverdale with me and you get some input on the rankings for the week. All right. Caitlin, would you have your own top three or top five? Do you disagree with Dom's? Um, I think... I, I agree with Don's because you have to have the core four in the top three. The core four in the top three. There's That's some analytics from Kate. No, like no, no, no. You have to have like one of those, three of those four in the top three. Okay. That's what I meant to say. So only one can really fall. You can only the... you can only rearrange the top three so much. Okay. Is what I'm trying to say. So I agree. Betty number one. Is it, do you have Archie number two? Veronica number two, Archie number three. Wow, I might put Archie number two. Mm-hmm. I really. Where are you putting Archie if you thought he was much too high? Well, he's certainly not at number three. I'd have Jughead and FP ahead of him for sure. <laughs> did, did FP do that much in the last episode? So, wait, F- so they, are these just like for one? I, I thought this was like a rolling, like. It's a weighted average. <laughs> right. So, y- you talked earlier about mm-hmm. you don't want recency bias. So There's always going to be some recency bias. You've got to weigh the last episode <laughs> yeah. higher than the previous, but. Right. Like it's a 50, still, 30, 20 declining. Yeah, it's, de- yeah. it's a declining average. Yeah. So, so he didn't do much in the last episode, but he's and still, that's why he was still the best number, character. That's why he was still number six. All right. I think he was number one the previous he week. He was number one the mm-hmm. previous week. Yeah. And you just <laughs> had, I had to make room for the core four, and it was between him and Alice. I think Alice made some cookies that week, so she got number five. Yeah. I like. I want to see more of Alice's dark past. I want to mm-hmm. know more about that. I want to know more about her previous friendship with, uh, with FP. I love like a throwback episode where you see like Alice and FP as teens. I've never won anything more in my life. I don't know <laughs> if we could pull off the makeup though. Especially for Freddy. No, like you recast it. I know. I know. Like, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You just piece it together with clips of them from their own teen shows, like from Twin Peaks and <laughs> yeah. from what, Scream? Is that what Skeet Ulrich was in? He was yeah, in a few yeah. things, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um,. <laughs> So, uh, uh, do we have any parting shots? Do we have any additional Riverdale takes to get out? We're, we're just shy of the hour mark, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. The only thing, I've already said it, the one thing I want for second half, season two, is for a baby to be born. That is my... Oh, that I, is like, the, I like that you're shots. leaving it non-specific. So you don't care if it's Polly's. You just <laughs> want a baby to be born. Sure, why not? Yeah. I want zero babies on the show. Babies just ruin TV shows, usually. Um, She's barely in the show anyway. Exactly. So just to have an episode about a baby I don't care about, I just, I don't need that personally. What um, do you need? What's one What do I need? 
Um, I needed to feel more like season one and less like season two, where it feels like they jumped a shark eight times per episode. Um, Isn't that the charm? I feel like they, it wasn't always like that in the first season, where it, it was obviously not realistic, but it felt somewhat grounded, considering the context of the show, and now it's just, they're having drag races, for some reason. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. Yeah. Archie's a snitch. This is, this is what I'm talking about. Archie can't be that high in the power. He's a snitch. <laughs> He holds a drag race and snitches. Man, this is what... I want I want Archie to get punched out more often in this. Unless he's going to, like... Unless he's found his way a little bit and he's going to keep doing the kind of selfless stuff. But if he goes right back to being Archie and, like, woe is me, I, I'm in love with both Betty and Veronica. Honestly, we haven't heard an Archie song in a while. I'm kind of looking forward to one just to see, like, how bad it is. Yeah. Oh, it'll be bad. Yeah. It'll be bad. Um... Yeah, I don't really have much. I'm looking forward to having it back. I'm looking forward to having that hour of turning my brain off <laughs> late on a Wednesday night or early on a Thursday morning. Um, I guess that's it. Man, everyone should follow Caitlin and Dom on Twitter. They should follow Dom's power rankings and wherever else Dom might end up sharing Riverdale takes. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. Maybe in whatever the the red and black. Is that what the, is that what the crappy high school newspaper is? There's the blue and gold. And the blue red and black. black. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there you go. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Also, so random that the, the editor of the Red and Black was just like in it for a couple episodes and then, oh yeah, that guy's a drug dealer. Get Especially after saying, yeah, please don't do drugs or get involved in the gangs because you'll find out I'm <laughs> at the head. Yeah. But also, you should have been sliding in like, you know, use your judgment with drugs because <laughs> I got to make money. So. <laughs> um, okay, Dom, Caitlin, thank you guys so much for, for coming by. And for Thanks for having us. Thank you for maybe having we'll do, us. If this is well received, maybe we'll do one again at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, we can still try to do our little five minute ones. We'll see how that. We can alternate and me and Dom so Dom doesn't get kicked out again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dom might not have time for us. It's, it's hard to. I would love to do it more regularly, but it's hard to do a three person one over Skype or Zencaster or whatever. It's a little. Plus, like sometimes you and Eric just naturally um, flow into your Riverdale conversations yeah. in and out of it. Yeah. So it's hard to then just reserve like a phone call later on. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, anyway, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back with the Riverdale Reasonable List at some point in the future, maybe. maybe. Yes. <laughs>